Here's the problem, honey, with um, like personalized ads that you get on your uh, devices is when you talk about... Far fewer now, thanks to our friends at DuckDuckGo. Of course, far fewer, thanks to our friends at DuckDuckGo. Um, definitely have reduced it, but sometimes I think I have various apps on my phone that uh, uh, other than DuckDuckGo that listen to me. Because, or maybe it's because I... Um, you know, have been clicking articles based on this. But uh, last time we met, we discussed the use of peaches in a BLT. Yes. As, in place of the tomato as a BLP. Right. Yeah. Um, And so now I'm being served a lot of peach content. Or maybe it's just that time of year. Yes, it's peach season. Peach season. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm being served a lot of peach recipes. And uh, this one was... You know, I don't get upset by a lot, but this one I found truly upsetting, and I feel that you'll be with me on this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an article published yesterday on Lifehacker entitled, Turn a Peach into a Sweet and Summery Pasta Sauce. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> somebody needs to be incarcerated immediately. That is a, that is a horrific and offensive and obscene thing to, 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 to say. Why bother having pasta at all? Get peaches out of anything. There's no, there's no room for this. Well, there's like peach cobbler is yummy. Oh, that's fine. And that, stuff like that. If you're yeah, but it doesn't. It can't pe- peach can't be mainstream. It's an offensive little animal, and it should not be in <laughs> pasta. It should not be in any main deal, any anywhere. And the same thing goes for mangoes. Get that crap out of here. Same thing goes for apples. Get that out of here. Applesauce with a dried pork chop. Nothing. Oh. God. I tend to think, I mean, so there's a lot of places where people add fruit where it wouldn't traditionally go, and some of them are better than others, but I tend to think that, like, there's almost nowhere where you need to add an apple or a peach where, like, a strawberry wouldn't be better. You mean in a dessert? Maybe. A strawberry like, should be nowhere close to actual entree food. It should like be nowhere in a close. a salad? A no, salad? hell what? No. You wouldn't put a berry in a salad? Like, Absolutely with not. Absolutely not. Then you are, then you're, that's like being, if you listen to Magic 103.3, but you also like <laughs> Jazz 103.5, and so you put it in 103.4, <laughs> that's what you're doing. It's mixed signals. You're getting a little bit of both, but it's not satisfying one thing, single thing whatsoever. What about when people do the salads that are like watermelon and different stuff if it's watermelon no but it's if a it's a fruit salad, salad that's fine no what is this why what like are you doing watermelon and balsamic why are you doing like, this i'm not doing it's it so, i'm saying people eat watermelon that. and balsamic no this is you know what where I'll, people put like spicy like um seasoning on fruit i i when i used to be a banquet porter at the sinesta uh, 30 years ago the guys I worked with were from Guyana, and they would always put like hot sauce on mangoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They always loved putting salty stuff on fruit. But no, I do not. Um, I, no, none of that. That's all, this is you know what you've done. What have I? Do- I didn't do anything. No, you know what you're doing right now. This is a this is a D, DUI. You're driving while intoxicated. Why am I driving while intoxicated? Because. This is impaired driving because you're pregnant. And so your palate is out of whack. <laughs> and you're saying crazy things and having these fantastical 
um, you know, machinations in your mind about horrific things because your brain is off balance right now. It's not just me who eats the yes, fruit in salad. You're getting more of the not- Waldorf salads have been a thing for a long time. And those have an apple, which is worse than like a, a strawberry. Waldorf salad is delicious, but they threaded the needle. They threaded the needle. But for you to be talking here about, and this is very irresponsible, about, you know, mangoes here and watermelon with balsamic. <laughs> what is happening, Alice? <laughs> what do you mean? People By the like- way, also, I'm not convinced that when you say honey to start the show when you're talking about me, I think it sounds contrived. Which brings- I do call you honey in you real do, life. You do, but sometimes when you say it on air, it doesn't sound right. But you do say it in real life when you're being sweet. But sorry, sweet like honey. I call it shy. Which, which brings me to, um, um, terms of endearments that people call each other that are based around food, mm. like honey. Mm-hmm. Like honey is a sweet thing, right? It's uh, indulgent. Sugar. Sugar, even peaches. I mean, that's a little dated, but still. Mm-hmm. It's all... Or in French, you can call someone a cabbage. Really? What's that? Yeah. Mon petit chouchou. Ooh. It's a cabbage. Say that again? <laughs> Mon petit chouchou. I'd like it when you say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, which, I mean, like, cabbage is better than peaches, probably, in your book. You'd yes. rather that I call you that. And you do actually like salads that I make out of cabbage, generally. I do. What else is there? Nobody calls anybody chocolate, right? Which is something that... Well, actually, chocolate isn't naturally sweet. That Because it's sugar that makes chocolate sweet, right? Uh, people will say somebody has a peaches and cream co- um, complexion, but that's not really a term of endearment. Yes. Nobody calls each other milk, but milk is wholesome and nice and good. Nobody calls each other wine. People call each other sweetie pie. Yes. Then that makes sense, because there's all sorts of things that go into Is that. pie out of vogue, by the way? Do people not really do pie anymore? I'll tell you, man. Pie is hanging around the lot, rotten section every week when I'm there. And I'm like, why is nobody touching this stuff? It seems wonderful. I feel like pie is like going the way of the dinosaur slightly. I don't. Is it because it's such a sugar-based thing? I mean... And like sugar and carbs are kind of out, sort of? I guess so, but I mean, if you're... But there are still bakery sections of... Stores. So if there's yeah. bakery section, I mean, people are still eating pastries and desserts. So I don't see, I don't see like why, I don't see why you'd, a, a like raspberry pie is delicious. Right. It's, it's gorgeous. Why isn't, I'm going to start calling you raspberry pie. What is my, my name again in, in French? Mon petit chouchou. Mon petit. How do I spell it? P e t i t. Well, I'm a one. I got that. Uh-huh. I took four years of French one. <laughs> okay. Petit is P e t i t, and then chouchou is c h o u hyphen c h o u. Oh, you c h o u hyphen c h o u. That is a very. That's almost pillow talky. <laughs> oh God! I'm glad you like it. Um, can I segue, or you want to? Do you? Or you do you can go ahead and well, segue. So this sure. is my other thing. I was okay. just thinking before the show, since you've done all the show prep, and I've done none of it. Okay. Is no well, I, I've done this part of it. Is in a related note. 
since we've been talking about on the Burn Barrel podcast, summer blockbuster movies and summer movies that have missed. Mm-hmm. So now it's Oppenheimer and Barbie are the big ones. That are. The use of food in movies to make a point. Okay. So, or to to color a character or something that's happening. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I believe I've already covered on this show the incredible use of cherries in The Witches of Eastwick. You did, honey? I did. I don't remember that. Is this a seductive sexual thing? It is, but then it's also a gross thing because then they make the evil character barf cherry pits everywhere. Oh, really? While they're sexually eating them with Jack Nicholson. So I think that's also in the movie Tess, Tess of the Dur- Durbervilles. That came out in the early '80s. Um, also featured. It's it's a whole thing where you're feeding a cherry to a woman, right? It's mm-hmm. a sensual thing, and and I'm sure the cherry represents all sorts of. This is this is like one of the reasons I couldn't deal with English clash. I'm sure I'm sure there's 17 layers of what that actually. You don't means. believe in metaphors? Not not really, not really. But I mean, I'm talking more just overt foods that mean things. So, for instance, you got the. Um, grizzled detective, you know, wakes up in the morning, lights his cigarette, stumbles to the next room. Clothes are everywhere. You know, he, uh, he, he goes to the fridge. There's like a a half of, uh, old cheeseburger in there. There's milk. It's rotten because he sniffs it and like recoils. There's a few eggs. And so is this a real movie? This actually has happened in movies. I'm thinking specifically with Belushi. It might've been the principal. I'm not sure. But it has happened in many movies, a very 80s thing. And so he takes like the rotten milk, puts it in the blender, a few rotten... I don't rotten- know. I feel like in the 80s, there was a lot of like being gross with food in movies. Isn't well, Animal House, well, he do something gross with food I, in the movie too? Yeah, yeah. A, a zit, potato. Yeah, thing. But, but, I don't but hold like on. That. But, but, but the whole thing is like with this detective, with the, with the rotten milk in the eggs and like whatever else he can find, like half an old beer, and then he takes a sip of it, and it's oh. And then the, the gag is that then he just sucks the whole thing down. It's so you can tell he's a mess. You know, his life is a total disorder. You know, he's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, burning the uh, midnight oil and he's, uh, you know, living on the edge. And it's like food does that sometimes. In the same way, like with uh, James Bond, he's he, get, he has a martini, right? Shaken, not stirred. Exactly. Because stirring will uh, bruise the... Uh, martini, which doesn't mean anything. <laughs> None of it means anything. You know, a martini shaken is just a way to have cold vodka or gin, you know? Straight up, martini, you know, which is what that is. But that's to show he's refined and elegant. You know, he gets a, a straight martini. You know, a normal martini is in a glass. Mm-hmm. You know, usually with ice. Um, but, you know, his is more elegant. He's wearing a tuxedo anyway, you know? he's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's This guy, a spy, is very well dressed. Anyway, but there's another one too with with that where a food um, is representing something bigger. Dang it! I wish I could remember because I just had it. Uh, well, I guess you know what? I guess that as as the um, as the I mean, there's another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out this summer, and obviously pizza features very heavily yeah, in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Sure, but they're, that's that's they're just. I guess that should just to sh- shows that they're. I don't. I I don't countenance the, the, that 
I've I've hated them since 1984. <laughs> but but the woman with the with the paper grocery bag with the baguette in it and fresh produce hanging out of it, etc., mm-hmm. is a woman very much though rushed trying to have some order in her life um and dignified even though she may have a meager existence in- sure oh you're not not working for him i don't know if i know that particular trope exactly is uh, that from a particular movie it's once from again, every or is movie. it in your imagined it's movie? It's from in every your head? movie. It, she's either either single or divorced and a working woman and the baguette and the thing is a is a total I mean maybe just people just maybe I challenge your movie memory. I feel no. like you're just making movies up. No, incorrect. Incorrect. No. I, but I'm thinking I had another one in mind when I said food that stars in movies. But you can move along and I can um, <laughs> I can try to recall it. Okay. But food has a very important part in in lots of movies. You mentioned the cherries and that is that is true. I'm going to have to table it. Go ahead. Um, one of the great American traditions that we sort of have a little bit around us, but like to a much smaller degree than they have in other places in the country is um of course the state fair love it love everything about state fairs and um they're known for having lots of foods so mm-hmm. um i happened upon this article that was about indiana state fair foods i know we have some listeners in indiana um so maybe they can weigh in as well so they ranked these indiana state fair foods let the record show you and i and your sister mm-hmm. um, were... In Indiana. Yes, once. and right next to the state fairgrounds. Remember we kept oh. driving by it? Yeah. It was awesome looking. We don't have one of those. Uh, uh, well, we have the Topsfield Fair. There's the Bolton Fair, but it's not... It's And there, there's fairs in Vermont, too. Yeah, but do we have... We don't have um, we don't deep have, fried Twinkies fairs, right? Yeah, no. Although I was surprised, food like that didn't feature that heavily on here. There was a lot of corn on this list. Interestingly, mm-hmm. um, so they went through the the foods, uh, their top ten foods from here. One was the uh, sun at, at the Indy Star. One was the Sun King Cookie Ale. I'm listening. Which um, I like a sweet beer. You know, I like all. So the, it's a it's a it's a beer cookie flavored beer. Yes. So what would make it cookie flavored? Maybe um, molasses or, or or brown sugar, I guess, in in chocolate. I'd work with that. I'd work with that. I do yeah. like Blue Moon beer, which is essentially orange beer. Yeah, but I think this looks dark in the picture, so I'm thinking it's more like a a stout. Well, it says yeah. ale, so I don't know. But I'm thinking it's more like like I like those chocolate stouts and oh, like yes. those kind of like heavy syrupy beers. Yeah, at like Christmas time, I I enjoy that. If That's I, a slow gonna, ride. Yeah, if certainly. I'm gonna drink a beer, yeah, I'm not trying to pound back like yeah. fifty Bud Lights. That's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, but... what was that that we used to get? Was that the Sam Adams that came with like Fezziwig? Yeah, that's a Sam Adams yeah, one. Yeah, that's yeah. their like holiday pack. Yeah, those are the days, huh? Yeah. Um, okay, so then their next one, number nine, is uh, Cheeto corn. So they have an ear of corn on a stick, which always seems like a good start to me, mm-hmm. an ear of corn on a stick. 
And then um, it has uh, flaming Hot and regular Cheetos um, over it, in, attached to it by butter, apparently. Okay. And we saw this when we were in California in that that, Similar place, to that Mexican that, yeah. place that where they used like ground ground Cheetos and ground Doritos and all sorts of wonderful They're things. pouring the nacho cheese directly into the Dorito bag, which is... Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. You can work with that, I think. I can work with that. I, I like this idea. I, 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 I imagine I would need a like, dental cleaning appointment after that. <laughs> But it would be delicious. I mean, the Cheeto dust is, is awesome. Let's, it's an American treasure or whatever it is. It's a, it's a treasure. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, there used to be uh, corn on the cob on a stick from Kentucky Fried Chicken, which was hmm. delicious. But I am surprised that, or maybe not surprised. We were a family growing up who never used, we had a couple of, we bought corn holders, you know, things mm-hmm. with the little piercings that you can get on each side of corn in the cob yeah, and eat with them, but we rarely ever used them. And one of the reasons, I was always afraid, I, you can specially impale yourself with one of those, <laughs> but we never, we always just held it mm-hmm. with our hands. And I wonder if most people ever bother using those things. Well, here's the thing, is I find, I like corn on the cob okay but i i mean first of all i don't like need corn like i don't love it it's fine to me but i don't like we can we make an agreement here Uh, come to a consensus okay corn on the cob is butter and salt right it is purely a vehicle and a good way to floss right and there uh, but i mean like i also don't like food that's a lot of work you know this about me like i don't even like chicken wings that are on the bone because it just seems like way too much effort to me and one of my happiest periods of my life was when i had braces when i was a kid and so seeing the pictures you wouldn't think that would be a happy period in your life having seen those pictures i will try to get one and put it on the uh instagram as a matter of fact and, and so I was not allowed to eat corn on the cob. So if we were having corn on the cob for dinner, my mom had to cut the corn off the cob for me to eat it. Must have been a happy household. My goodness. And so I got to have my corn already <laughs> done for me. And then you can just put the butter and salt on it in the bowl. It's better that way. There's no reason to eat it on the cob. I get you. Um... I get I there is something animalistic happening that people love. Like my dad would be horrifically ravenous to corn in the cob. He'd be like like Pete Buttigieg, like angry while he's eating it. <laughs> and, and he'd go he'd go like like he was playing some harmonica. He would just work his way across the thing and one one whole lap at a time. And like there, there's something about it people are interested. But I kind of agree. I mean I could take it or leave it. I, I see it at the store. Our kids love it. Yeah, and that's the only reason I would get it because it's and something it's for them to do. Entertaining. <laughs> they exactly. like their food to be entertaining. That's a good topic, actually. The, the food that's entertaining for kids because that's half the battle with kids. Well, yeah, and putting something on a stick as a lot of stuff appears to be at state fairs on a stick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for kids always a winner. They'll eat stuff that's on a popsicle stick that they would like never eat normally. Oh, totally, totally. Which is, I, I was surprised that until. Sometimes they won't. Of course, kids are obstinate, so they sometimes just won't eat. But but meanwhile, my brother had bought uh, teriyaki beef, mm-hmm. um, and our son loved it because it was on a stick. 
Of course. And they would never have eaten it if not. Right. If you gave them a fork and put it on a plate, it would be they wouldn't it would pique no interest. Right. Whatsoever. Which is a, which is why a lot of times if I serve the kids hot dogs, I'll give them toothpicks with the hot dogs. Because mm, then yeah. they're having oh, fun. Yeah. Winner. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so to go back to the Indiana State Fair, the next they get. By into the way, some... I like it when you say "sweetie." It's a term of endearment. Oh, yeah, so true. Multi <laughs> Um Okay, so then they get into some types of pizza here. So wait a second. Is is um? That's a lot of. So what's shushu then? Cabbage. But what's mon petit? My little. Okay. I oh. thought you took four years of French one. <laughs> they didn't have those words when I was taking it. <laughs> oh, okay. Nothing was little back then. Um, so this is a type of pizza you can apparently get at Swain's Pizza on a Stick. Mm. Which I'm not sure how that works, but... Okay. <laughs> is there a limit to things that we should put on sticks? I'm just... If you're going to make a gimmicky thing out of pizza, it better be better than pizza. Right. Because pizza comes with a handle already. Um, so, and this is street corn pizza. So this is a white pizza with uh, mozzarella, Parmesan cheese, and roasted corn on it. And it's on a stick? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... I don't think you need to have corn on pizza because pizza's already bread and corn is also a grain product. Right. And also, like, why are we eating, um, you know, horse trough food on top of a pizza when there could be pepperoni mm-hmm. or something good? Well, onions. And so this brings us to. Um, Another pizza that's available at Swain's Concessions, apparently, uh, near the parakeet encounter, if you would like to meet parakeets at the Indiana State Fair while you're there. Um, And this one is original. Okay. But I'm not there for it. Maybe you are. Uh, This is your choice of cheese or pepperoni pizza garnished with two small fried scorpions. Oh, uh, no, I'm not there for it. It's obviously a gimmick. I can't imagine that the fried they scorpion is They say that they good. taste like a crispy fried shallot. Gimmicky. Um, I don't want to eat uh, desert lobsters of any <laughs> kind. No, thank you very much. Now, now I'm angry at that state fair. <laughs> uh, they also have a pickle pizza, which we had a pickle pizza with ranch dressing on it recently, actually, in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I say bleh. It was fine. I to me, if your pizza is going to be a white pizza, which the pickle pizza is, it's a ranch-based white pizza. Mm-hmm. You better have something really good going on to replace the tomato. Like I'm a big fan of barbecue chicken pizzas which typically don't do the tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. They do a barbecue sauce instead, which is also kind of tomatoey, I guess, but but it's not like a tomato-based pizza. And I like that because that gives you some tangy. And I mean, there are good white pizzas. I know people like shrimp scampi pizzas and stuff. Not really my thing. Although I do a chicken bacon ranch pizza. Those often are a white pizza. Mm. But you better have something really good going on to make up for the fact that you don't have tomatoes on there. And like, 
I don't know if a pickle is enough to get you there. It's not. Um, it was fine. Oh, can we, 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 we have to talk about the controversy then if we're on pickles. Okay. James Shattuck, your eldest son. Oh, yes. Encountered. We encountered at the chateau we were at the other day in Andover. He was served Ooh. a sandwich. First of all, what's the biggest tragedy of the day? Um, I don't remember what was the biggest tragedy. That the chateau no longer serves. Oh, no longer serves tripe. Went there for tripe. No more tripe at the chateau. They said maybe sometime as a special they yeah. would do it. Yeah. Maybe sometime as a special I'll be back, okay? But uh, <laughs> that is finito. But they served him what do you have sandwich. a burger? It was a sam- it was like a a chicken parm sandwich. Chicken I think. parm sandwich with with a, pickles. A sweet on the pickles. Side. Sweet pickles. He was offended, and I was offended for him. I ate them. Yeah, but st- what? Uh, I like all, sweet pickles. Sweet pickles. Th- this is because you're. This is a DUI. You're driving while intoxicated. <laughs> right I've now. always loved sweet pickles. No, th- th- no, you don't. Sweet pickles are a loser, and they're an affront. They're sugar based, and it's it's obscene. And they should have been, of course, uh, a dill spear. Dill, yeah, ab- dill spear, but certainly dill with a sandwich, please. Yeah, I mean it. It's an unusual choice to go with a sandwich, I would say. Yeah, oh. And even, I do Panned love, I do love sweet Shattuck. pickles. Um, okay, so now we're back to uh, types of corn as well. Uh, fair living at the Indiana State Fair serves up a cup of buttered shredded sweet corn topped with cinnamon toast crunch cereal and cream cheese frosting. Say it again. A cup of buttered, shredded sweet corn topped with cinnamon toast crunch cereal and cream cheese frosting. In corn? Yes. Buttered, shredded sweet corn. No, get the corn out of there. Oh, God. It's, it's like your peaches again. I also worry that the cereal's going to get soggy in there. And I don't like my cereal to be soggy. That's my worry. Yeah, I agree. Th- no. I have a concern. Yeah. I have a concern. Now we're to more what I think of as being traditional state fair food s'mores funnel cake. Gooey chocolate, crunchy graham cracker pieces, marshmallow drizzle. I mean, like, winner. Yes, obviously. Will give you diabetes, probably, but I mean, like... Fine, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, Now this one I like. This is available at Red Fraser Fraser Bison. Bison. Bison? Why can't I say the word bison? Bison? (laughs) Why? That word hung me up this morning. Red Fraser Bison. Bison. <laughs> Why can't I say it? Something's wrong with me today. It's like people say compost. <laughs> I, can't, I just, I don't know why. Red Fraser Bison. Um, but um, they do have other foods, presumably, at the bison place. But uh, this food writer chose to eat the uh, dirty hippie tots. Which are apparently sounds good according already. to them, so named for dirty hippies who would go to the bison place and order tater tots. Oh yeah, no problem with that. Um, so the dirty hippie tots um, be the perfectly crispy tater tots with fried Brussels sprouts, nacho cheese, hot sauce, and green onions. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a winner. I'm I like surprised almost, the hippies eat so well. I'm almost ready to like do that at home. Could be modified like slightly to, you know, be a tiny bit 
like you don't necessarily need the potato. Yeah, I there. know, but but you could make a casserole with stuff like that right in your oven, and it if would you're be gonna, delicious. First of all, if you're going to like commit, cheese, green onions, yeah. Brussels sprouts. If you're going to commit to a potato, a tot is multi-sided, so that's good. That gives you more brown, crispy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and its little shape holds like sauces and stuff really well. Yeah. Where, it, where it's the um, the texture of the outside, it holds a sauce. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Although, not walking around on a hot summer day. Right. Um, and then they get to one more type of pizza. Another uh, sweet corn pizza. Although, this one has uh, crunchy corn, uh, jalapeno sauces, and spicy sauce. And um, little bits of like crunched up ranch tortilla chips. It's doable. It's fine. I mean, I'd, I'd eat it. Yeah. I mean, I guess the... the the joke here is that this is a corn-themed situation, and we all love the corn, so I'll... Where are yep. the corn huskers from? Is that Indiana? I'm embarrassed to say. Isn't the corn husker know. a college team or something? Yes, it is. For sure. Yeah. So I'm taking it that corn is big in Indiana. That's my takeaway here. Nebraska corn huskers. So right not, next door. Not Indiana. <laughs> okay. And then they're number one, which I think is the clear winner here, and like... I'm open to lots of possibilities around this, um, which is that the Nitro Hog Barbecue uh, offers a buffalo pork mac and cheese. Buffalo pork mac and cheese. Coated in white and yellow American cheese, the pasta lies in wait under a generous heap of tender pork. The pasta's mild flavor plays well with the bold buffalo sauce. Sprinkle on a little dry rub from the table. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be good. The problem is, if it's like pulled pork stringy crap, then that's absolutely useless. Oh, useless. No, that's great. If it's great. pork belly kind of pork, then we're rocking and rolling. I'll put barbecue pulled pork in my mac and cheese yeah, any of day. Of course, because it go, the tanginess goes nice with the creaminess of the mac and cheese. Just oh, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a winner. But Actually, there's lots of great mac and cheese mix-ins. I mean... Of course. Well, I mean, the it's it's endless. You know, you can crush a sausage and mac and cheese. Tuna Certain... mac is a big one. Yeah. Actually, that is delicious. I do miss that. You used to make that, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. When you... I mean, God gave us a box of mac and cheese perfectly sized to go with one can of tuna so that you can easily measure your tuna mac and cheese recipe. So they're obviously meant to go together, right? Correct. Um. Yeah, delicious tuna mac and cheese, um, hot dog pieces in the mac and cheese. Uh, well, uh, and once again, entertainment. And, for and the kids. about one thousand different kinds. If it's for me, one thousand different kinds of peppers. I mean, yeah, we, we mac and cheese deserve its own show, Alice. We can't do this. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, Paul in the car. Hey Paul. Uh, this raw egg topic. Um, I know I, I'm not so sure. I agree that raw eggs always taste great. I don't mind uh, an over-easy egg, but um, raw eggs are not something I've delved into. However, I, I've been told, mm-hmm. never seen it, but been told that it is common to put a raw egg in a glass of beer. I'm not sure if it's yeah. Canadian, French-Canadian, or French, you know, if they take responsibility for coming up with that. Uh, but it apparently is a thing. I'm not sure I could do that, but like, there, there's another thing for you to try alice once you get to that point where you can have alcohol again thanks guys bye well um i 
somebody just made a drink. I, mean, I think it was Jay, maybe, who made our friend Jay, who made a drink a few months ago with a raw egg in it. Some kind of oh, bourbon yeah. eggy drink. Um, I seem to recall, and if it wasn't, if you guys are listening, if it was you who made it, whoever you might be right now, this, let me know what it, what it was. I wouldn't shy away from it. My biggest exposure with raw egg used to be at Tatsukishi Restaurant, 181 State Street, Boston, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. um, where my dad used to bring my brother and I for uh, Japanese food, and we would have sukiyaki, and you'd, you'd get a side. They'd give you a, a bowl with a side of raw egg in it to mm-hmm. dip the meat in once it had been done cooking. Delicious. Delicious. So that's where I know it from. But I would... Um, <clears throat> Um, by the way, I also uh, found the the over easy egg on top of corned beef hash as a wonderful thing, which doesn't necessarily have to be cooked all that much, but generally does get a little bit hot anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think both both Alice and I are generally generally we are um, we're an egg family. So we're an egg family. What is my what is my French um, nickname, Alice? Mon petit chouchou. I love that, Alice. I'm adopting that. Mon petit chouchou. Mm-hmm. I hate nostalgia cause I can't climb up that hill without thinking your name. I hate nostalgia still think about you. It's been so long I'm so lame. I hate nostalgia. Hope you hate it too. Hope you wonder. What am I doing and who I'm pursuing? I hope you think I lead a really exotic life The way I think about you You probably have a wife of your job And you go to church on Sundays And barbecue on weekends out in your backyard And sometimes think about me 